podcast starter right now, guys. Welcome okay. to uh, welcome to Junk Miles, the Chip and Jeff, your favorite podcast coming out of Philadelphia. JM, as all of our junk milers know it as, they call it. Oh, we're getting another getting another JM fix. Yeah, love a good good big JM dropping, right? Yep, drop that JM. Yeah, guys, we apologize. We've been away for a while. We had a busy summer. I think I mentioned on social media. Both Chip and I, we got a uh, leg lengthening procedures. We each yes. wanted to add about two or three inches to our frames. Chip, Quite how are you tall. feeling? Quite tall. Uh, I feel very tall. I, I'm actually lightheaded a lot of times just mm -hmm. because I'm not used to the 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 air up this yeah. high. Yeah. So it's just that. Yeah, I've been I have a lot of bruises. I've been walking into the top of door frames, just bumping smacking in, my yeah. head a lot. I have yeah. an old house, so you know, like the ceilings are really low and everything. But now that I'm I think I'm six, five and a, a half now, okay. which is pretty good. That's, sure. I think I, I got an extra like five and a half inches on my, uh, my, basically my shins. Is that where they did it for you too? The shins? Yes. Shins. Yeah. Well, actually one shin, one femur. They didn't want to, <laughs> they don't want to put all their eggs in one basket. So it's great. Although I will say, Jeff, I'm not as tall as you are because even though we got our legs mm -hmm. lengthened the same length, I actually had, uh, two of my uh bottom ribs removed so that i can you know what uh tie my shoes yeah as you get older it's harder to bend yeah, over and, and it's do hard it. to tie your shoes so i had those two and i would also like to uh announce that even though we weren't junk miling a whole lot this summer that uh i just inked a deal a few weeks ago and i'm very excited to introduce the first saudi arabian miniature golf tour oh so, yeah, I, I don't know if you saw that there was no. a, a new golf program yeah. that uh, through through Saudi Arabia. I'm actually doing a Saudi Arabian miniature golf league. Have you up, have you upset the major uh, miniature golf league of the United States in doing so? Let's just say I haven't made any friends. Whoa. Hey, hey uh, Jeff, can I do you, do you want me to blow your mind? I love you, too. You smoke a lot of that uh, reefer, right? Yeah, I'm a pothead. Big pothead, so am I. You ready for this? Yep. I'm about to blow your mind. Did you know that golf balls mm -hmm. are the same exact size as miniature golf balls? No way. Whoa. I just Holy blew crap. your mind. I never played. Here's the thing, Chip. I've only played miniature golf. I've never played golf. So I just figured regular golf, the balls are like the size of like tennis balls. Sure. They're they're not. You're saying they're same just size. as big as a. Whoa. I'm actually an, an avid golf aficionado golf player i played it once when i was about 21 i yeah. played a full 18 holes and i decided to never do that ever ever again i uh i got caught drinking on a golf course first time out in high school went with my friends we brought beer we got caught we got kicked off and wait no no no, no. okay no you said you never played were you actually engaged in playing or you were just hanging out on a no course? no one time the first time we all went out we had bags a couple of my friends were in the golf we were just seniors in high school and we were like, why don't we bring some beers who would know the difference? Literally the first beer cracked. It was like every security person came yeah. and they said, you guys get rid of the beers. And that kind of really dissuaded me for ever wanting to golf again. Cause I just figured you golf, you go out there. It doesn't seem like a hard sport chip. It seems like any, you know, doughy Republican could get out there in his mm -hmm. stupid golf shirt and visor and, and, you know, hit a ball. You just described me to a T, by the way. <laughs> Doughy Republican? Yes. Yeah. Hey, I have, I have uh, something new. 
you know, I don't go out a lot, Chip. I don't have a lot going on, as you know that, except, you know, ever since the- uh, the Nor do I. Nor do I. I always want to throw a shout out to anyone who's been on our show, anyone who's nice enough to come on our show. Our good buddy, Doogie Horner, who was on, I believe, uh, last January promoting the movie. Do you remember what movie Doogie talked to us about, Chip? Was it, actually, I believe it's Tall Circuit now because he had his legs (laughs) lengthened. Is that right? But I think at the time, was it Short Circuit? Short Circuit, yes. So Doogie Horner, uh, local comedian, now lives in upstate New York. Well, not upstate, New York, somewhere in New York called Alfred, New York. Alfred, New York. I went and saw his comedy taping at the Mighty Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia. And boy, oh boy, one straight hour of just killing, nonstop Doogie at his best. And the funny thing was, my wife and I, I'm like, I'm going to get tickets. So at Helium, you have the choice of getting general admission where you pay a little extra. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, a little, a little oh, ching. Mm-hmm. Yep. I paid a little bit extra for the reserve seats. I did not realize what that meant, Chip. What it did mean was Kelly and I center stage one foot from the stage, literally front row. Foot. Now, here's my question to you. Do you notice, because I know, I, I'm like, this is going to be really weird. Yes. But you basically look out almost over the front tables, it seems. I was watching Doogie's line of vision, and it seemed like, do you comedians like play to the, like, where do you look? Like, what's your thing? So the way I was told is that you, and I'll be honest with you, because yeah, you're, you do want to look down obviously to see those people in the front row and you do see them, but here's the best part. Even though your eye line is above that front row yeah, at helium, as in a lot of comedy clubs, the only faces you can see are the first two, maybe three rows. Cause then it's all just dark. dark. So you just yeah, see yeah. Silhouettes at best. So what you do is you, start and maybe look at this lady towards the left and then sort of head up to the horizon as you will just Mm -hmm. like a pirate captain would right and then you you look over here and you look at this person and then you look up to the horizon so you sort of you try you try to scan the audience and make at least nominal eye contact with everybody i will say that i have been 40 minutes into a set and realized Oh, I've barely turned over here to the right and looked oh, at this wow. half of the crowd. You've, sometimes yeah, you just yeah. sort of lock in. So uh, it's you don't see everybody. I'm sure he saw you and noticed you and was very appreciative that you were uh, there supporting him. I had a big sign. It just said, go, Dookie, go. I just I don't know what to do at comedy shows normally, but I always want to be like, you know, supportive. Were you the guy that brought the beach balls? Mm-hmm, that was fun. I mean, I thought it was fun. Frowned uh, upon. I'm, I'll be honest with you. Frowned upon. It's kind of like it's like a teenager bringing beer to a golf course one funny thing well like i said he just destroyed he was like literally one of the best the guy i always pride myself with kelly i'm like i'm great at comedy clubs because i'm a very good laugher and i laugh a lot like i it's not like forced i just love having a good time i love seeing comedians love seeing a good chip chantry show a good james heskey show a good jake matera show so i was literally just laughing the whole time but this Jamoke next to me, this big fella, big Philly guy, he was laughing harder than me. Really? He was, I'm like, how dare you try to enjoy Doogie Horner more than me? And I couldn't keep up. He was one of those literally just like slapping his chest, his looking around like, can you believe this guy? Can you believe how funny this guy is? So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Stealing your thunder, if, yeah. if, if I may. 
Yeah, I wanted to be like the loudest guy. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you and here's the thing, he was recording a special. You will be you will live on in posterity. Oh my god. Because you'll hear your voice. Like I can I can listen to my albums and hear specific people, people's laughs, like, oh, that's that guy, that's that lady. Yeah. And I don't want to ruin the recording or anything, but it's gonna be great. But near the end, one of the funniest things, of course, drunk guy yells out something. And he just, you know, Doogie just handled it beyond well. And then he just kind of laughs and he's like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Hey, uh, Skirty, he, he's fine. He can stay. And then basically he told the crowd, when a comedian says he's fine, he could stay. That means please usher him right now. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us a little inside comedy there that literally. A just, little inside baseball. Oh, it was so it. great. And the, and the, you know, the drunk guy was just like, he wasn't so bad, but he was. You know, talking over one. But of his, he was a uh, he was a presence. He was a presence. he was a presence, and his his presence was not a present. No, no, right? your presence is not our present. Right, exactly. Like he should have brought a gift and shut up. Hey, sometimes we forget at the end of shows to plug your gigs. We're, you're 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 going out with uh, our good buddy, one of the funniest guys. You're up New England. Yes, TG Todd Glass. I will oh be God. with Todd. This uh, Thursday through Saturday, which if you're getting this out, is it will be out, Chip. October sixth through the eighth at Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont. Todd Glass and I, two man show. Oh my god! Just Todd and I. Uh, it's going to be stripped down. Todd, I believe, has a keyboard player, but he's not bringing the whole band with him like he usually does. So it's Todd unplugged and myself. That should be a lot of fun. And I, unfortunately, I think it's sold. It might be close to sold out, if not sold out. I will be at the Sellersville Theater in, do you want to guess what town that, that's in, Jeff? That's in Sellersville, PA. Lovely that's Sellersville, PA. Lo lovely Sellersville, PA. Uh, I will be uh, at the Sellersville Theater on October, Saturday, October 22nd, 7th. Let me, let me start that again. Sellersville Theater mm -hmm. on Saturday, October 22nd, opening for uh, Mr. Gary Goldman. Oh, my goodness. Very, very funny, Gary. There, there may be a handful of tickets left. Last I heard, it was pretty much sold out but uh there may be a couple tickets left for that another another giant in the comedy scene gary gall i heard him on the radio a few weeks back he gave you a nice shout out so funny yes such oh a my god he he's such brilliant a brilliant writer sounds like a just a very sweet guy too yeah he, he is he is like very he's, empathetic todd i was just talking to todd glass tonight getting ready for this week and we were reminiscing about a show did you ever come see any shows at pj ryan's in no. phoenixville in the basement. They, they still do shows there from time to time. I've done many, but one of the first sets of shows, Todd Glass is friends with the Ryan family. They own Smokey Joe's on Penn's campus and mm -hmm. et cetera. Oh, okay. And then they own a couple of different Ryan's pubs. And one of them is in Phoenixville. So they asked Todd to do a show in the basement. We ended up doing, I've, I've worked with Todd there a couple of times years ago, but about 10 or 12 years ago, we did, I think five shows in a weekend. It was Easter weekend. We did Friday night, two shows, Thursday night, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, I think, in a tiny basement that maybe holds 70 people. I hosted the show, Gary Goldman featured, and Todd Glass had. Oh, my God. Murderer's Row, Chip. Murderer's Row in a, in a tiny, and I'm taking myself out of that equation, uh, in a tiny little basement in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, myself, Gary Goldman, Todd Glass on the lineup for a weekend, and it was one of the most fun weekends I've ever had. Speaking of murderous road chip, we're going to invite our guest in right now. Yes, this is going we to be exciting. are. So we have two guys, you know, me and you, who are fine, yes. but we want to up the funny quotient. We want to get it to a point where everyone's enjoying every, and we're going to be firing on all cylinders, talking about one of the greatest 
movies of all time. Simply mm-hmm. put, <clears throat> simply I'll, put. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll go out on a limb and say that. <laughs> I will too. I'm very excited. Let's see. Connecting right now. This is so exciting. Uh, when they're connecting to audio is just my favorite. That's my favorite part. I like when they connect both to audio and video. I love when we get both of those things firing up at It's once. kind of how I like Christmas Eve more than Christmas. Oh, It's the connecting too. to audio part is my favorite. It's like the, yes. antici- the anticipation. Sorry. Can you yeah. guys hear me? We can. Okay. Sorry. I was trying to use a fancy mic and I could not get it to work. So <laughs> How dare you use something fancy, Maura? Now we're on this. <laughs> very, very unfancy. But so it sounds good. It sounds, sounds okay? Really clear. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sorry. you know what we should do? Chip, we like to introduce our guests. Why don't we give more of the old Chunk Miles introduction that every guest deserves? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are proud to have Proud to welcome writer, activist, very funny person, and I'd say all around Hellraiser, Maura Quint. Would you agree with that description, Maura? That is the best description I've ever been given. Awesome. Guys, yeah. you go You go right now, you go to Twitter, at behind your back, all one word, behind your back. Maura, I got to ask, where did that Twitter handle come from? Yeah, so when I was first on Twitter, I joined just because I hated my coworkers and I didn't have <laughs> anyone to complain about. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't. I didn't get along with anyone in the office and I just, I mean, I didn't not get along with them. I just, they were just very annoying people and I wanted to complain all day and I wanted to make jokes about them all day, but I didn't know who to say that to. So I was fully anonymous. Like my name wasn't up there. There was no picture of me and it was just behind your back. And I was just trash talking my coworkers. That's the only reason I joined Twitter. That's, you know. Chip, what was was the main impetus for you to join Twitter? This is, this is good. Um, I actually, well, she might not remember this. I actually worked in Mara's office and I was just <laughs> trying to reach out to more people, make friends. I was a little socially awkward and I was, I was trying my best. So I was like, Hey, maybe I can make friends on Twitter. And then uh, I saw that I was being made fun of constantly. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I was more as it guy. She didn't know this at the time. And she, oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to become friends too, but I just, oh. and, and this is so, how old do we feel that we're nostalgic for Twitter? <laughs> but just, I still remember that moment that I joined and one of our, like the Philadelphia comedy guys was like, oh, chips on now. And I was in this <laughs> little clubhouse and it was just like my Philly comedy friends. And then I met somebody like a Jeff Lyons. And then you get into that, those bigger circles and you see this. And it was just fun, nerdy people making funny little jokes. And it was the greatest thing in the the world and then yeah everything everything has to everything has to die it had a really good run for a while it's still i mean i i still enjoy it i'm not going to be one of those guys you know and i know you yeah i was just listening speaking of maybe my favorite twitter follow of of all time is is blank patch and oh yeah and he was just talking about it too and i think i've done pretty well with this but he was he was like oh twitter's so hateful twitter's whatever he's like not my twitter he's like i only follow people i like (laughs) And I, I, you know, he avoids that. So I guess we can all go by his example of, you know, just following people that we enjoy and making it just fun and not doom scrolling constantly. What do you mean? Not just following like Republican accounts just to get mad. That does. I mean, that's the point of Twitter now. I think they auto sign you up. They're just like, what's Herschel Walker saying right now? Let's, let's hear about who he's made have an abortion. You could get really angry about it. Well, and then you just see like, you know, the trending topics. And of course the trending topics are, I would assume just geared towards what you were seeing and what you want to see. And it's just like, oh, it's, it used to be like dogs and sunshine. And now it's just like <laughs> every person I hate 
like, oh, let's see what the governor of Texas did today. And and of course, I'll click on it. And why do I do that? And I, I don't know. They've made like a Las Vegas out of hating. They're just like, all right, we just got to keep the lights real bright all the time. And we just got to keep them like, keep the senses constantly ready to go. Just like, what can I make them angry about right now? It's perfect. pumping that oxygen and Hell let the yeah. hate fly. Every right. now and then you'll see someone and it's such a moment of clarity for me. There are certain bad guys on Twitter that only people on Twitter know about. Like, you know, the, the blessed souls, like you have friends, like, oh, I'm not on social media. They have a beautiful life because they don't have to know who these certain Twitter only bad guys are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's every now and then I'll take a step back if I don't know who someone is piling up on and I'll be like, I don't know that person. Maybe I'm going to keep it that way. Maybe there's you one know? or two people. Does it work for you? Like, do you no. keep it that way? No, yeah, I, I always eventually say. find out. I always eventually find out who it is. And I have to I go think look. I've made it like 24 hours before <laughs> being like, all right, what, who, who is this? And it's always, it's like almost always a YouTube star. Yeah. I mean, I, like for some reason, that's the world I don't know at all. And they're apparently all the worst people that have well, ever existed. Well, just mention the name to your kid, Warren. They'll be like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh, the try guys. Yeah, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, like my 13 year old will tell me, oh yeah, guys. Yeah, no good. No good job. Well, yeah, good to know. That's nice though. It's nice to know that you've like raised children that can, you know, accurately oh. assess whether they're good or bad. That's, that's, you've done a great job. My, my teens have a good asshole radar. I think that's uh, <laughs> it's something I think I instilled in them. That's the main thing we're doing as parents. That's like mostly what we're trying to do. Just get them through life, knowing that these people suck. I, they- you know, and, and it's, I think it's so funny because I grew up, you know, thankfully my parents were just nice Democrats and there weren't probably as many evil. I mean, we were very anti-Reagan, blah, blah, blah. But they never, they always said, you know, like give everyone a chance. Some people just have bad ideas, but deep down I sit my kids down and I'm just like, these people are bad. They always will be bad. Don't yeah. ever, let, don't ever fucking let your guard down. And, you know, I started telling my kids this when they were like 11 and 14 and now they're just steeled up. They're ready. They know. And they didn't need me to say that really. I think, but every now and then I'd be like, do I need to be this? Yeah, I do. I mean, my parents were not nice Democrats. They were like, they were very, um, what, what I guess would now be called like a moderate Republican, right? Mm, Like they were like, very, like, we believe in, in corporate tax cuts, like they're, you know, that kind of a world, but also everyone should get along. Um, I think it's now actually just called like a liberal Democrat, really. That's probably where that falls, but it used to be a Republican. Uh, so I definitely grew up with with that, but they still had that. My dad in particular had that attitude of just like, you know, you got to give everybody a chance. You got to like, you can't write people off if you don't know. And absolutely. Now I go through the world being like, you need to write people off. Like there's no, yeah. there's no redeeming them. Let you're them not, go. you're not allowed to talk to uncle cliff anymore. He's out. Oh, I literally thanks- have an uncle cliff who is oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you nailed it. You nailed there you it. Go. Yes. It's that Pennsylvania knowledge. You there just you got go. it down. You know, this might be one of our first all Pennsylvania uh, podcasts we've done in a while, Chip. You don't have to give away your specific location, Mara, but are you in the Keystone State right now? I am. I am South Central Keystone. South nice. Central. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it makes mm-hmm. it sound like a lot more dangerous. It really does. We, grew, not- we, we went real far with that one growing yeah. up here. Yeah. <laughs> guys, well, let's just get to getting, guys. More, we are so happy, and I'm amazed that you picked a movie that no one has picked before. Like I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, well, this has got to be the first one they did, right? To me, it, Chip, you agree? Like, didn't you think this would have been taken within 
yes, I, I I am kind of shocked looking at the list. It's like how has how have we made it to what what number are we at now? Maybe like fifteen. This is probably like our fifteenth movie chat. I mean, we've done you know close to a hundred podcasts, but more and, we and yeah. Mara. This is the first time anybody has chosen Teen Wolf too. So let's <laughs> jump right in. And this Jason Bateman is underrated in this movie. Totally, in all movies, really, he well, should be in true. every movie. Yeah, that is true. Imagine about. if we built this up and that's what it was. Yeah. More, we had, I mean, we're going to talk about the movie in a second, but we had our dear friend, very funny comedian, Blake Wexler on. He picked a sequel to a movie that wasn't very good to begin with, Chip. What did Blake make us watch? He made us watch Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. Okay, here's the thing. I have seen that movie multiple Whoa. times as well. Uh, I've been through it. <laughs> I've been through it. That's not, I mean, that's a lot to do, but I think he was probably just out to get you, I assume. Like- that's you know, primarily what that was. That's what we thought, but yes. he turned it around really nicely because he's a bit younger and it mm -hmm. was a movie he saw as a kid. And that's the magic of movies. It had an effect on him and it made him laugh like he's never laughed before. And I, and we got it. Like there was, there wasn't a point where Chip and I are like, this is a bad movie, Blake. We're just like, no, we get it. And he walked us through everything and it, it kind of made us like, yeah. I and I think that's the magic of, this podcast that we do sometimes, if I may say so myself, Ooh. is that Jeff and I try to be very nice people. And I think we are nice people. And we've always pretty much been on board. There's been some movies that have been a little, maybe a little cheesy, a little 80s, which of course we love, but you're like, yeah, for the time it was fine. It was great, whatever. This was the first movie where we're like, no, this is not, <laughs> we can't. And we were ready to, in a very nice way, in a very joking way, sort of make fun of Blake and be like, Blake, come on, this was terrible. And he just had this little kid on Christmas look in his Aww. eyes that we just we couldn't pull the rug nope. out. And we're like, OK, we're going to we're going to ride the carry wagon. Just just one one more sequel. And, and I got and it. By the end of it, I'm like, I get it. I yep. understand why this movie is special to you and more. That's why I asked. First of all, we're going to say the name of this movie, The Princess Bride. I will give a short description. Guys, of course, Princess Bride, a fairy tale adventure about a beautiful young woman and her true love. Uh, he must find her after a long separation and save her. Together, they must battle the evils of the mythical kingdom of Florin to be reunited with each other. Based on a William Goldman novel, The Princess Bride, it has earned a very loyal audience over the years. And William Goldman, this guy who wrote it, wrote the book and the screenplay. He won Academy Awards for uh, screenplays for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and All the President's Men. Hmm, I don't think More, I knew that. Multi-part question. First of all, why did you pick this movie? And then please set the scene. Tell us where you were when you were the young Maura Quint when you saw this and the effect it had on you. Okay. So the why I picked this movie is pretty simple. It's the best movie that has ever been made ever, like ever of all time. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. I know that other people put things up there, but they're all wrong and that's okay. People are allowed to be wrong. Um, not, not to me, well, not when they're talking no. to me, but like out, they can live their lives and be wrong out in the world. Oblivious, as long as right. I don't know about it, then it's fine. Yeah. Um, it is, I think a perfect, perfect movie. I mean, it's, it's like a movie that kids can watch a movie that adults can enjoy and it you know sets out specifically to like have a bit of everything and it does it's funny it is you know action-packed it's kind of ridiculous it's got fantasy it's romance it's you know it's all of the things and it has billy crystal it it has a fantastic cast it is just a, a perfect 
perfect movie. So that's that's the that's the sort of why. Um, when I saw this movie, I saw this movie in the theaters. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think eighty seven. I think it came nineteen eighty seven, uh, yeah. October 9th. We're coming up a few days away from the thirty fifth anniversary of it. Five years. I am old. I am older than Princess Bride uh, by about nine years. So I was about nine years old. Um, and my family would sometimes like go to the movie theaters. It was like a, a big thing. Um, and I remember very specifically, like we went to the movie theater in the mall, which like back when there were still malls, like you had to go past a record store and oh, like, how great. like a pet shop in the mall. <laughs> like I remember like there were like all these like dogs, like staring out the window, like oh. just desperate. And it was like kid fantasy. And then there'd be like, there was like a candy kiosk in the center that you could go up to and buy can- like Malls used to be really cool. Like oh, Orange you know, Julius, uh, Aladdin's Castle. It was the it best. Was, oh. It was the best. So we went to the movies and I know my parents had no idea what this was, which they had multiple, like we had, we had a lot of missteps of movies up until that point. Like they weren't into taking us to kids movies for the most part. I think because, sorry, you're getting my whole history here. Is that what you want? Oh, no, like my whole life? Perfect. 100%. I love it. I love it. Uh, I was, when I was really little, I was very afraid of like everything. I had a tremendous amount of fears as a child, like a little, little child. And they tried to take me to see Snow White and the witch came on the screen, like in the beginning of Snow White. And I started screaming so loud that my mom had to like muffle like her arm over my mouth and like drag me out of the theater like she was kidnapping me like Mm -hmm. I think people were like why is this woman stealing a child I wouldn't steal that child she seems terrible steal one (laughs) of the nice children like it was definitely like that and I think that they got a little nervous at that point um about like kids movies I think or something and so my dad just really liked Chevy Chase and liked like ridiculous comedies so I feel like I saw mostly like Fletch and like yeah. Mama from the train and like, I don't know, like strange things like that. I didn't really see a lot of kids movies. Kids movies. So yeah. this was like the closest that came to going to a kids movie of a sort in the theaters again. And I think they went because Billy Crystal was in it. So that like, that like allowed it to be okay. You know, that was like going to hit Do you remember, did you have a hand in, were you aware of this movie? Be like, oh, I want to go see this. Not at all. I had no idea what we were walking into. We we were all like totally no clue whatsoever. Um, Mm. It was a, it was a blind experience. And I, I don't even necessarily remember the watching. Like I remember going to the mall, walking to the theater, having no clue, having our popcorn, which of course, at that time, our popcorn was not purchased at the popcorn kiosk. No, no, it was no. like my mom had the giant bag that yes. she had popped. She'd spent like the last hour before going to the movies, <laughs> like popping and bagging popcorn. Like she was going to like sell it in the street corner or something. But that was it. So we had like her bag, her giant purse of popcorn. And uh, and I remember that. And then I don't even remember watching the movie because then it was almost like you have always seen this movie. This movie was a part of you. Like, it just was like, oh yes, of course. The Princess Bride, always. And so it just was instantly like, oh, this is this is part of my life now. I will say oh. these lines forever. I will always have this as like a, a just a constant experience. You could tell me like, oh, when you were born, this is what was playing. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. That's, that's correct. <laughs> 
your first words were as you wish. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's oh what happened. God. That's that's how it feels. And was it a family consensus? Was everybody on board with it? Everyone was on board with it. Yeah, but I don't think anyone loved it quite as much as I did. Everyone was like into it and enjoyed it, but I don't think anyone like like my dad would be like, ah, it was great, you know, that kind of thing. But no one like attached to it. And I had a younger brother too, and um, I, I still have one. Yeah, he's yeah. still my <laughs> younger brother. I don't know why I past tensed him. Like now I'm gonna have to text him, but like, I think he's still there. Um, but you know, and he liked it too, but I don't think anyone else had the same sort of like overwhelming response that I definitely did. And it, it lasted like forever. And I, I, we used to watch it in high school over yeah. and over. We used to like run lines, like we were doing a production of it. We would turn it off at some point and just be like, go. <laughs> and then you just have to do the rest of the lines. Like kind of, I mean, we were really cool is what you're hearing. Yeah, like, of course. Super cool yes. in high school. Yeah. Well, uh, ha having said that, I was a junior in high school the first time I saw it because I, I didn't see it originally. It was just not on my radar when I was a kid. And I think it was just like, oh, princess movie. That's not for me. And then being a cool theater kid that I was. There it a, is. A bunch of bunch of theater kids. We all sat around and one of the one of the girls picked it out and was like, we're going to watch this. And I rolled my eyes. And then by 20 minutes into the movie, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And oh, uh, so do we go to high school together, too? This is crazy. We, we work together. Yeah. And we, went to high school we worked together. together. We, we went to we went to high school together. But yeah, no, I, it was it was I remember being a trying to be a cool high school junior and being like, no, this is the this is the coolest movie ever. And then you're like, I must I must memorize at least. 20 of the 100 funniest quotes from the movie right so you're there's like so many it's 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 one of those ones where it's i, I don't know if you guys do this but like my, my younger brother and i we recite movie lines to each other that we think are hilarious that aren't even funny lines yeah in, yeah the mm -hmm. in dialogues it'll just be like oh here i'll hold the door for you but we'll just say it and we think it's funny and i feel like this script is so dense that you almost almost every single line is perfect so you you can just say any line and it pops out that is the other thing. Like, I mean, I started with saying this is a perfect movie, but I, this is to me a perfect movie because every single line is perfect. It's well-written. Every single line is funny. And then it's brilliantly cast so that everyone who is saying the funny lines says them in the funniest possible way. So it's just like, just a constant barrage of comedy, which also was like, not something I think, I think it was probably like my most formative experience with what is comedy what is funny because everything else was kind of like oh okay i see people like that people like that this i was like oh this is it this is it wordplay see what they did there i love it i i, I was telling i was talking to, about this movie and spinal it started with spinal tap and i said spinal tap there's not one wasted word in right. the whole movie, every single line hits. And with this movie, the same thing. And it taught me what subtle humor was. Like up until this point where more you mentioned, like I was, we were watching Fletch, Vacation, The Jerk. A lot of it was absurdist and it was funny, sight gags. I loved it. And then when I watched Spinal Tap as a kid, I'm like, at first I'm like, I don't know if I get this. And then I'm like, oh my God. And after like you know 20 viewings, you got it. And then your sense of humor changed. Mm -hmm. And then I think with yeah. you know these Rob Reiner movies, and especially this movie, everything's perfect. The the least quotable quotes may be the funniest, you know, where at, just ending a scene and you not ending a scene, but in the middle of a scene when Andre the Giant just says, and I don't even exercise. 
Like he's talking about <laughs> right. like how big and what he does. He's like, I don't even mention like that. And then they don't even acknowledge it. Like there's no like to does. I want to start off guys. This is amazing. I'm going to give you Rob Reiner's run from 1984 to 1992. You ready? This is disgusting, by the way. I can't, I can't even, I, I was, <laughs> I was looking at this today and it was just blowing my mind. So, so please Lord, hold your, hold your mind. I, I know. To, right, just, here we go. This feels like something we should be doing shots for or something. Uh, I, everyone, like really, right. I think so. Yeah. Here okay. we go. N 1984. This is Spinal Tap. 1985, The Sure Thing. 1986, Stand By Me. 1987, The Princess Bride. 1989, When Harry Met Sally. 1990, Misery. 1992, A Few Good Men. This is one guy directed all those movies in a span of eight years, different genres, amazing casts. Each movie is pretty much perfect, you know, probably some of the best movies in each of those specific genres. Well, and think about quotable comedies, A Few Good Men. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I quote it all the time and mm -hmm. always in a comedic context. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The, the only one movie I don't think I actually do quote all of those movies all of the time. Like now do that you? I'm thinking of it, like literally every single one of those all of the time. All right. So maybe I'm, um, I'm a miss here, but I did not. I've never seen The Sure Thing. I've never seen it, and somebody was just talking about it recently and talking about how wonderful it is. And Maura, I've never seen Mora, a sure thing fan. Daphne Zuniga, Zuniga. I definitely have seen it. I guess that's the one I don't really recall. Yeah. Actually, yeah. But it, I, but I looked it up. Great reviews. Kind of, it's a weird premise that it's kind of like a, a weird '80s horny movie premise that this guy's striking out at home. So his buddy in California is like, "Hey, come to California." I got a hookup for you. She's the sure thing. So he's going out there to meet this sure thing. And then he goes on the road trip with Daphne Zuniga, who wants nothing to do with him. Guys, you're not going to believe what happens. Sparks I fly. Do sparks fly. Uh, it, now, is that Patrick Dempsey? Is that John Cusack? No, who? John Cusack. Cusack, okay. Yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That feels wrong. I know. I know I, that doesn't feel right at all. Because I but, definitely, John yeah. Cusack, I watched like all of them too. And I, I know his films even more. And huh. All right. I guess I have to go back and rewatch that. Yeah. Guess what you're doing this weekend? Yep. I this weekend. Pause this podcast. <laughs> this evening. Come on. Yeah. We've had people bail in the middle of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> we have. But guys, I don't want to crap on the Rob Reiner parade, but holy crap, the rabbit hole I went down last night, one of my favorite types of rabbit holes. He followed up a few good men where this guy's just like, pew, 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 pew. give me something else. Pew, 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 pew. A movie called North. North has been called one of the worst films ever made by almost every critic. And it, I don't so want the to point is it's superlative, no matter what, like he's either doing the best, he's yes. doing the worst. He's keeping it yep. to like, yeah, <laughs> top of the genre. Loved or hated, never forgotten. Absolutely. I respect that. All yeah, right. Just go read up on the movie North. Is that a Christmas movie? A, no, a brief synopsis. A young Elijah Wood is this precocious little kid. And he has nice parents, but they don't pay attention to him. So he goes around the country interviewing people to be his new parents. And it's really cynical. One of the, the main screenwriter and the other screenwriter have written for Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, and just... That, Mrs. Okay, everything you've said, I want to see this. This sounds fantastic. Yeah, it, 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 it does sound, sound amazing. But they said, and I guess 
also the two stars, I believe the parents are like Jason Alexander and Julie Louis-Dreyfus. So on paper, looks good. But I read the reviews and I'm like, I'm going to try to watch this. So that's more on your list of things to watch, the sure thing. And then why don't we all try to watch North? North. Yeah. Can we hang out and watch this? And then we will will say, hey. This is very important. Like I've never seen a movie get this ridiculed that wasn't like Ishtar or, you know, one of the biggies. Mm-hmm. But do we think there's any possibility that, you know, the audience just wasn't ready? They just weren't there. Like this Could is be. a little too out there for the time or for Rob Reiner, even like what you're expecting. Rob Reiner might've been like, this was peak Seinfeld. So he's probably like cynical, slightly angry people. Let's see if it works for me. Cause it's working on TV now. And it just bombed and do yourself a favor. Just go read about it. I mean, I love reading about bombs probably more than movies. I like, I'm so excited. I'm a hundred percent going to see this. Oh my God. Um, now, by the way, before we get in any further, I, I have a quick question and I'm putting you both on the spot. I thought about this for a brief moment. Maura, when you, you, when you were describing it, Princess Bride, you kind of say, said it has something for everybody. It's, there's comedy, there's action, there's romance, which of course it does. So it kind of, walks different genres, does have something for everyone. Can we think of any other movie that does that? Like, what's another, because I feel like everything's so niche these days. What's a movie throughout the course of cinema history that has a little something for everyone? It's it's hard to, it's hard to figure out. Can you I actually one? feel like it, you'd find it most in, in kids' movies in general, like in mm-hmm. movies that are meant for children. Um, even Christmas like, you know, story. there's- yeah. Story. Yep. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I guess I thought like Sandlot, or, but like even I'm thinking like Ooh. even the animated Disney films. You know, they they have like, if you're willing to go to to do it at this point, they they try. They make an effort. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're gonna do a little tease. You mentioned the movie The Sandlot. She mm-hmm. just mentioned the secret word. Yep. The uh the next the next. I was movie wondering would... why slime was raining down on me. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it makes more sense now. The next, uh, the next movie we'll be discussing on this podcast is The Sandlot. So yeah, you're right, right on target there. You're killing me, Smalls. You want to hear something funny about getting slimed? Uh, my buddy Mike dated this girl who was on that show about getting slimed. What was it? You can't, you can't do that on you television. You can't do this. It was one of the contestants, and she got like a perm. She was so excited to be on TV. She oh. went and got this awesome hairdo, and she was like so happy. And she got on the show and she ended up getting slimed where most kids were happy to get slimed. She was heartbroken. Devastating. Yeah. Oh, maybe she was on Double Dare. Double Dare. That's it. Double yeah, Dare. Sorry. Yeah. Double oh. Dare. That's exactly what it was. She got slimed. Yeah. Because we, water will wreck a perm. I mean, yeah. We've all totally. seen Legally Blonde at this point. We have. Everybody knows. Go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my, my one claim to fame is that in 1989, my brother, I think I told you this, Jeff, my younger brother won the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Award sweepstakes. And- we got flown out. We were at the the uh, Kids Choice Awards, and there was a pie thrown at me on stage uh, in front of in front of America. And that and, just uh, changed the whole course of your life. I'm thinking that it was did. it. And, You're just like this is. What and I it want. ruined my perm too. Oh. <laughs> ruined. Chip was a young. He's going to be a neuroscientist. That's all he wanted to do is just yep. open people's heads and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then and he's like physical comedy. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, Chip. What else? Has someone threw a banana peel on stage? Also correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like. New beginning right here, starting over. And then, and then that guy with the rubber chicken came out and you're just like, wait, 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 too much. Too this, much. This, this is, this is yes. silly. That's good. 
because you didn't want to go too far into prop comedy then you could have your whole life in the gutter right now actually not doing this show i will i will say uh a young chip chantry wanted to be a stand-up comedian and now i am the first actual stand-up comedian i ever met was backstage at the kids choice awards back in a tiny dressing room and it was charles fleischer who was a stand-up comedian also the voice of rob roger rabbit and maybe the scariest human being i ever met in my entire life <laughs> and was just horrified by him I, he was nice enough but just uh very zany and very out there and uh, it was, was that was also inspirational to you were you just like someday i'm going to scare children i can't wait this is this is what i'm going to do it was I, I it was it was like ghost of comedy future. I was like, oh my God, right. this is what I have to do. This is gonna this is my career. Chip, and you're the exact opposite of zany. You're more cerebral. So like I did try. you see that early zany and be like, I can't, I can't be zany. I have to be the exact opposite of zany. I think so. I think I, I needed to uh, I need to run the other direction. Maybe. But again, I have never voiced a very famous film character and made tons and tons of money. So yeah, who, yeah. who am I to say? Yet. Yet. That's yet. a big yet. yet. If you were to, what uh, animal shape would that character be? A voluptuous. I mean, you can't have voluptuous rabbit or. Okay, voluptuous that seems rabbit. Done. I, can't, I can't use. All right. Maybe some sort of. Voluptuous like a, other things. I mean, like there's lots of voluptuous. Yeah, like know, a, creatures. a voluptuous coyote. Yeah. Maybe sure, like a very. That like hasn't a, been done. Yeah. Maybe like a very like curvy seal <laughs> or like a. Oh. You know, just like a very. Uh, I'm trying to think of another uh, synonym for voluptuous. But yeah. Uh, I can hear you as sea life. Yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. Or maybe like a, I'm thinking going more like non-animal, like a scarecrow mm -hmm. or like a chair that comes to life. Just like a- Put your butts on me, kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Imagine if that was my catchphrase. That, would, oh. that wouldn't put, attract any negative put attention your, put ever. Put your butts on me, put kids. Put your butts on me, children. Just <laughs> adding the word kids is kids. Putting, you, Just... putting on every watch list. Yeah. You can't, you can't handle the truth, kids. Like it does, it, it never, <laughs> it never works. Yeah. It, yeah. It, instantly you can picture the van. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maura, when we discuss movies, we like to throw out fun facts about the movies that we learned that we've done research. Here's a couple that I found very interesting. One of the earlier incarnations when this movie was getting shopped around before um, uh, Rob Reiner was attached, uh, the movie was pitched at, with Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to play the role of Fezzik instead of Andre the Giant. Oh, okay. I could see it. How happy were you that when the time they made this movie, Arnold was already too big to do it, and then they went with Andre the Giant? Arnold was, oh, too big a star. I thought you meant yeah. physically big oh, for no, a no, second. No, sorry, I'm no. just like, wait a second, what are we talking about? No, here? when this was originally early 80s, he was yeah. available. Then when 80, 1986, when they started putting in production, he was like, nope, too big. And then they went with, of course, the greatest giant ever to be. Yeah, you, I mean, I was going to say you can't top Andre the Giant. And I guess you mean that really literally, you cannot yeah. top that guy. Yeah. He's obviously the best. I, I think it wouldn't have ruined the movie with Arnold in there. It would have been fine. We wouldn't have known what we were missing. Guys, Rob Reiner auditioned over 500 women for the role of Butterclub. Butterclub? Butterclub. Butterclub. Butter, they that, changed, in the novel, that's her name. Yeah, they changed yeah. her name to Buttercup, a little more palatable to people's ears, including Courtney Cox, Meg Ryan, Uma Thurman, and Whoopi Goldberg. What do you think of that? That is quite an assortment. That's quite a range. Of, uh, of leading ladies there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this was I certainly love I mean, I just like the credits and introducing Robin Wright. It's oh. just like it's just nice. It's just it just feels 
sweet and lovely, you know, for that particular character of the princess and this how like, new person that we've never seen. How old do you think Robin was in that movie more? Oh God, everyone's much younger than I, you know, cause I'm a kid. So like in yeah. my head, she's 45, uh, yep. but like, you know, no, she's uh, probably 19. Yeah, she's like tw- just turned 21, I believe. And I think Carrie Elwes was about 26. So, you know, perfect for the role. They seem that that age. Carrie Elwes was just, just, oh God, just absolutely perfect. I, I love anyone who can play both the, you know, two completely t- different types of characters so completely perfectly. Ah, oh, he's, he's great. He's great. Yeah. And then he went on his... The other thing I was thinking, the biggest movies each of these characters went on to be it. So Carrie Elwes, this probably, if people look back now, would probably say Princess Bride, but he was also Robin Hood, Men in Tights, right, Chip? Oh, yeah. I guess he, he was. was. That's right. Yeah. And that was pretty big. I mean, that was considered a pretty big comedy back then. Who? What would you consider more Robin Wright's biggest movie to date? And now I think I had to like leave off the pen purposely in my head. It's Robin Wright pen. Yep. Even if she's not, I don't even know what she goes by now, but it, that's, it was just, just Robin Wright set for so long. I have no idea. I, I know that I see her in things like even now I see her sometimes, mm-hmm. but I have no clue what she's done. Chip. Is she House of Cards? She was House of Cards. Or, or, no. Oh yeah. Is that I right? She was. Is that her? Yeah. yeah. That's her what big... I'm thinking of. You know what big movie she was in that I totally forgot. I look up Forrest Gump. Oh, oh right. That's right. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. More, what would you consider Billy Crystal's biggest movie? Like when you think Billy Crystal and you're a fan, what would you say? I mean, that's really hard. There are too many to choose from. I mean, I I just go Harry Met Sally because I, I, I love Harry Met Sally so much. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Christopher Guest, Chip, what would you say? Yeah, I, I said, mean Christopher Guest and you said yeah, like w- waiting for Guffman, maybe you know, like any of his movies, probably. Yeah, I had that too. And then Chris Sarandon, such a great cast. <laughs> I know. And Chris just... Sarandon, like Chris Sarandon, was so out of all all the oily, unctuous villains in movies, he played it so well and so like under what he needed to be a villain, and he yeah. still came across as that like. Villain, um, have you guys watched the movie called Fright Night? No. He's in Fright Night, isn't he? He's the more you got. You, it's Halloween's coming up. Yes. If you want to watch scary but not really scary movie with your kids, kids scary. It's so great. Fright Night is one of my wife's favorites. She got us to watch it with her kids. Big thumbs up, and he's great in that. I'll check it out. There you go. That's a uh, that's a Jeff Lyons um, stone cold lock of a movie to watch. <laughs> I don't like scary movies though. So yeah, I'm not I'm not like- the Halloween guy. You know, more like you see a lot of people we're friends with on Twitter are like, "Well, it's October one night every uh, for thirty days straight watching a horror movie," and then they tell oh, yeah. you which horror movies. And I'm like, the last horror movie I saw scared me so much. Like five years ago, I haven't watched one since. Like I, I don't understand it. Like I've had lots of conversations to try and understand what people are getting from it. And the best I can tell, like, it's fun to be scared in a controlled way because you know, there's a release to the end of it. And so you're like, feel the, the general fear that you walk around with all the time, of course, is like manageable for this moment in time, because it's something that you mm-hmm. know is going to end and be resolved. But to me, I'm just like, I 
I'm good. I'm all stocked up on fear. Like I don't, yeah. I don't need to take any of that in. And I certainly don't need like two hours of it. I, I yeah. No and thanks. then it's when it's done, like when I've done why I'm like, I'm just thinking about the child vampire in a suitcase for oh, like yeah. the next five straight days. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but yeah, I'm going to be thinking right. about the child vampire in the suitcase, in the suitcase for the next right. five days. Like, and then it I, takes very then, little. Then I'm like, what if I was her dad? How would I handle being the father of a child vampire who's in a suitcase? Sure. I, I will say I'm a fan and I, I really do agree with that idea of the control because it's a world you go into. And I like, I also like campier ones that are silly, so mm. it's not as scary, but it just puts you in that that mood. Like anything with a creepy old house, I will watch. Oh yeah, I don't care what it is, creepy old house doesn't even have to be that scary, but it just puts you in that Halloween feel. Then you will love Fright, not, Fright, Fright Night. Oh, what? do you Night's not great. then like well, look around your own house though for the next like oh, two yep. weeks, just being like, this could be a creepy old house. In yeah. fact, there could be ghosts right now. Like that's always in your head then. I live in a one bedroom apartment in South Philly. So um, I see nothing about what you just said to, to do to reverse anything I implied. So, uh, yes, uh, no, I, I love it. I just, it's, it's, it's fun. I can see that why the appeal doesn't last, but, but because there are some, like I do remember watching a legitimately scary movie last summer and it still sort of haunts me to this day. It was an excellent movie, but movie? it just made me not feel good. Uh, Midsummer. Oh, just yeah. horrifying. Yeah, horrifying. I will. I read. I actually, people were talking about it so much. I read what it was about, and I read about the ending. Yeah, and I'm like, thank God I didn't watch that movie. Yeah, it's it, it definitely sat with me for for a while. Guys, did you know Billy Crystal's 1998 film My Giant was loosely based on the time he spent with Andre the Giant while making the movie Princess Bride? No, is, isn't that cool? That. Yeah. That is cool. Like, like he was, that. he liked obviously everyone in this movie. That that's the one of the greatest things about this movie. Everyone has these amazing stories about Andre the Giant, and Mandy Patinkin. If you follow him on Twitter, just recently posted three videos of him talking about 35th anniversary of making this movie. He loved this movie so much he starts crying while he's talking about making the movie, not wanting it to end. And he tells a really sweet story about Andre the Giant. And it's perfect. So guys, if you're listening to this, Mark, don't go on it right now. Wait till the end of the podcast. Don't leave us. And then just go look at Mandy Patinkin's Twitter at Mandy Patinkin. And it's really a great Twitter. Like most of it is his son just comes in the house and it's Mandy and his wife who are like America's favorite grandparents. Mm-hmm. and he just interviews him he like plays a song he's like guess who this is and it's the friends theme and they're like <laughs> mrs patinkin it's like it's the beatles yellow submarine <laughs> and mandy's like sure why not you know <laughs> and it makes you love mandy patinkin more than you probably already have and that's like everybody in this movie you go down the cast and they're all just like lovable people to this day did you hear, and I, I know that like it's, some of it is apocryphal and some might be true, but have you heard the tales of Andre the Giant being friends with Samuel Beckett? Yeah, Samuel always... Beckett used to take him to school when he was a kid. Right. Yeah, that's he, crazy. Wow. He like didn't fit in the school bus or something. Yeah. And so Beckett would drive him to school. I, I don't know if that's fully true. I feel like I looked it up once and there was like, eh, it might just be. I want it to be true. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, don't, really... I, don't want, I don't want to debunk that one, but I love it. I love it as a story. It's perfect. 
um, one of the, uh, a, a scene where, remember when Andre the Giant had to be, uh, when he jumped on the horse? That was one of the hardest scenes to, scenes to film. They had to lower him onto the horse with a pulley system because he was so big and they didn't want to kill the horse. I mean, that's nice. It's I'm nice, glad right? they were, Yeah, it's nice that they were, they were concerned about the horse's well-being. Wait, so that was Andre the Giant on the horse? In one of the scenes, yes. Because as they are, not to give away the ending, yeah. spoiler alert, as they are all riding off into the sunset, I thought that might have been our first example of a little Buffy. Oh, wow, Chip. Yeah, I think we had a little Buffy for part of that. Here we go, Moore. There is a little Buffy in the movie. I think Moore, there's a little Buffy now, and every, we might have to explain that. Every podcast, yes. one of the favorite things Chip and I love to pick out, and it started back, my wife and I are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the diminutive yet great actress, of course, Sarah Michelle Galar would battle people twice the size of her. And she's probably five foot three soaking wet. So they would show her lining up with, you know, a spike stake. They'd show the monster demon. Then they'd show the fight scene. And then Sarah Jessica Parker was about five foot nine, 180 pounds of muscle. And it was a tight budget. So it was just a stunt man in a wig, a very bad wig, <laughs> just hulked out every time and it's great my wife and i would just be like big buffy big buffy big buffy so one of our favorite things to do in movies is pick out a big buffy and in pretty much all the movies like from the 80s early 90s where they're just like eh, we could probably find a stunt. and today they have stunt women of all different sizes right back then they're just like you're not gonna they got three this. guys yeah they have three guys <laughs> There, I'm not lying when I tell you, and this is one of the flubs of this movie, Chip. There's a big Buffy and there's a little Buffy. Big Buffy, the scene where they're both rolling down the hill. Okay. Yep. Remember, she pushes him, he goes down, stunt man going down. The same stunt man did her role. And in one scene, if you stop it, you screen grab it, mustache. Really? <laughs> yes. That's and it fantastic. is and and they're just like, whatever, keep it in. <laughs> well, wait, Jeff, Jeff, when you're a professional hill roller, yes, as I yeah. know you studied for a while. Mm -hmm. If you're able to double up on salary and get both of those things, you're throwing on the dress. Picture the stuntman was probably like, they're like, hey, do you know like a women? We could, ah, I can do it. They're like, <laughs> should I? They're like, uh, should you take off the must? No, no, no. This thing's good. This thing's good. We're just going to go with, give me the, I'll wear a wig. Come on. And I'll be in the red dress. We're about they're, to break for lunch. Come on. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's just get this done. Come on. Under budget. I like uh, how this movie was shot in England and Ireland, and you made the choice to make this guy from Chicago. Yeah, he not? definitely was. Yeah, I and I could, that. and more, I can do a spot on. I am eighty percent Irish. I could do a spot on Irish impression, pretty good English, but I went right for Chicago just because I want. I wanted yep. to expand, kind of audition. Maybe if people are listening for roles, sure, right? But that yep. guy was definitely eating hot dogs between takes. I have no doubt. That's None. right. And then there was. Chip, there was a little Buffy, not a big Buffy. A body double was used in the scene when Wesley jumps on Fezzik's back mm -hmm. because Andre the Giant, he was seven feet, four inches tall. He weighed 520 pounds. He had severe back issues. The body double they used was a foot shorter than Andre the Giant. Is that right? Lil Buffy. Lil Buffy. Wow. There he is. 
Well done, Jeff. Well done. Think of that more. We don't when when we say I'm we have facts much. about this movie, we don't just you know we don't fuck around. No, yeah. you do not. You absolutely guns of fire and a chip. Speaking of, I heard you did some research yes. yourself, buddy. I did. I'm very excited about this, Maura. I, I hope you'll indulge me. Uh, I I want to be a writer, and I want to. I think I did a good job with this, but if if either of you have notes for me, please please let me know. Okay. I spent sure. a lot hours and hours on this. I wrote an article, a listicle, maybe if you will, at, at, you know, in the in the tone of today on the internet. I wrote an article that I want to read to you. It's it's entitled Seven Unbelievable Princess Bride Facts That You Won't Believe. <laughs> I love the title. I think it's We're good, good there. I think seven it's great. unbelievable princess bride facts that you won't believe. You need yep. that double up there. Yeah. Chip, I, Buzz, I BuzzFeed so. just BuzzFeed just interrupted offering you a job. I said, OK, oh, great. OK, good. Yeah, so so let uh, get yeah. get BuzzFeed on the horn. Have them listen in. I think these are pretty amazing. I did a deep dive and found some incredible facts that you will not believe about this movie starting with number one you're not gonna believe this speaking of andre the giant actor and professional wrestler andre the giant giant was actually much larger in stature than his co-star wallace sean whoa did you know that <laughs> wallace sean is only five two andre the giant was seven four you may and that's think they were bigger the same than that's a lot Wait, bigger. i'm sorry that's hold on hold bigger. on do you have a calculator though because i'm not <laughs> me, i'm not okay. sure Yes, it's, it's I remember a little bit of math. I mean, I'm pretty good at it, but like he's just over two feet, uh, two, uh, two feet. Oh, larger God. Than him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, wow. right? OK. All right. Yeah. You probably thought they were the same size. Andre the Giant, the actor, actually much bigger than Wallace Shawn in real life. Unbelievable. It. Here's another unbelievable fact. You ready for this? I think this is a good one. At the end of the famous sword fight scene, Wesley knocks out Aniga Montoya, knocks him out. But in reality, Actor Carrie Elwes didn't actually knock Mandy Patinkin unconscious. Mandy Patinkin was just pretending. Whoa. Yeah, he, he was did a great job. A, did a really yeah. good, that's acting. Right? That's a yeah. professional right there. We thought he is. was actually yeah. knocked out. He but was just pretending. He closed his what eyes. What we really just, learned there oh, is that Mandy Patinkin has an insanely thick skull because, mm -hmm. I mean, he, that was a lot of pressure. That was a lot of force. That he really the, hit him hard with that. Yeah. Threshold. Yeah. Threshold for pain off the yeah, charts. Yeah, really impressive. Off the charts, yeah. Okay. I love it, Chip. Keep going. Unbelievable fact number three. Actor actor Christopher Guest only has five fingers on each hand in real life. <laughs> what they did, they actually just fashioned him with a six-finger glove and stuffed the extra finger of the glove with tiny bags of cocaine. Oh, so man. Just Don't ruin this movie crazy. for me. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 hate, the six I hate to man. show you You're the trying Hollywood to take magic. That from me? These are unbelievable facts that are just blowing people away. <laughs> well, is the today, cocaine still available? Yeah. In 1987, it was still highly- Here, can I get that cocaine? <laughs> oh, sure. Yes. Oh, yeah, all right. Can just, okay, all right. All right, carry on. If you just, I'll put it in the chat. I'll carry on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Chip, you're saying instead of using something like, like a cocktail weenie or something that would easily be mm -hmm. just the same shape sure. as a finger, they went- above and beyond and just fashioned a finger out of cocaine. Yes. Oh, yes. Unbelievable facts. Unbelievable. Here's another one. Here's another yep. one. Maybe the most quotable line in the entire film. Uh, Wesley's famous response to Buttercup, as you wish, was originally written as eat my shorts. <laughs> That's what he's originally said. But a cartoonist, Matt Groening, had already trademarked that slogan and would go on to use it for a televised cartoon two years later. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Again, wow. eat my shorts. Eat my shorts is what he was originally saying, but they had to they had to ixnay it because uh, an unknown. I've seen that cartoon though. I yeah. love Scooby Doo. It's great. Have to, yeah, okay, that's where it's from. I knew it was from yeah. somewhere. It was right on the top of my head. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a good one. Uh, next one, the rodents of unusual size, not real. What? They don't actually exist in real life. That was just makeup and and small actors that did that. Not small, real. Small actors. So when he says rodents of unusual size, I don't think they exist. He was right. He was correct. See, and that's actually, what's mind blowing about yeah. these facts. They were kind of giving a, it was a nod that we didn't pick up on. Yep. yep. Wow. Here's uh, just two more. Two more. Two more just unbelievable facts. During filming of the movie, child actor Fred Savage was not actually sick. <laughs> the producers just had him sit in a bed in his pajamas and placed cold medicine and tissues near him to give him the illusion that he was actually ill. That's nice because I know back then they actually just like blew germs directly into people's faces, you mm-hmm. know, until the actor would get. So I think that's a, a nice thing. They really tried to to do uh, go it, above and beyond. Wouldn't it be great if he was like into what the Stanislav acting method, where he was like that age, but he up. was, but he was really just like, inject me with something, give me some, yeah, just, some back, <laughs> yes. bacteria right in my face, yeah. Give it to me. Just give it to me. Standing outside the children's hospital, just licking everyone that comes through. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's a great part of that scene that I couldn't stop fixating on. Right behind him, he has an open bag of the original Cheetos. Yes, he does. And it looks so good. I'm like, <laughs> the the this the visceral, like I remember just sticking my little fat claws in a bag of Cheetos and being like, <laughs> I'm like, this kid's sick. He has an open bag of Cheetos. He's living life right there. He's he's living the good life. Yeah. No wonder he's upset. He oh, doesn't want his grandfather interrupting. Want to save your one? Also in that scene, this is a great... When Mark Knopfler was hired to do the soundtrack, he said to Rob Reiner, I will do it one condition. I need somewhere in the movie the hat that you wore in Spinal Tap. Right. The, the baseball cap with the USS whatever... That needs to be in the movie. So Rob Reiner's like, okay, Mark, it's a done deal. He couldn't find the cap. He had, a, had to have it recreated. And then he hung it on the door. When they show, you know, Fred Savage, grandson, you can look and you can see on the door, the hat's there. So when the movie was done, he goes to Mark Knopfler, hey, I got the hat in. And Mark Knopfler's like, dude, I was just kidding. <laughs> Just having a laugh. He was having a laugh. Having a laugh. Chip, give us your your number one. This I hope you're both seated right now because this one is just going to blow your minds. Miracle Max, Mm -hmm. the character Miracle Max. Did you know that's what Billy Crystal actually looked like without makeup? (laughs) He was 87 years young at the time of filming, and that's actually what he looked. They did didn't have to put any makeup on him, uh, and, and that's uh. And that's what he actually looked like. So that's fascinating because I had heard that Carol Kane was actually played by a meerkat and they just put a (laughs) lot of stuff on. So that, that must've been a really interesting pairing. Mm -hmm. Yep. That goes against a fact that I heard that Billy Crystal wanted Miracle Max to look like a cross between New York Yankees manager, Casey Stengel and his own grandmother. (laughs) I probably, I I don't know his grandmother, but I think that was just about how they were supposed to brush his hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guys, I know there's a lot of quotes in the movie. I know there's a lot of quotes. Give me your your favorite, maybe not so. That I don't even exercise. 
And then he follows it up when he's just, you know, Andrea Jones is talking. He's like, you know, this is what I do. I'm a bad guy. He goes, you know, it's better than battling gangs for local charities. <laughs> it's so good. There's not like, this is, there's not a line. I mean, I could literally just recite the whole movie and then even, I'd be like that one. And then that one. And then that even, one. even Fred Savage, he just comes out of just like, oh no, murdered by pirates is good. Murdered by pirates is good. That, that line, <laughs> like I was, I wasn't expecting him to have any sort of, except for cute, but he's just like an idiot. Murdered by pirates is good. I'm like, you go, little Fred Savage. Fred Savage, <laughs> not so beloved right now. He's got some allegations against him. Oh shit, really? Yeah, oh yeah. god, damn I know. It. I will say of lines bag. that get yes. stuck in my head, the sexiest line in the movie, which is where, um, you know, she goes to like plunge oh. a, a knife into her heart, and he, Carrie always suddenly comes to life because she she thought he was dead. And said, there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world. It would be a pity to damage yours. I'm just like, that was just like, oh, that is hot. That is yeah. that's really hot. That's that's good. That's a good line. You did great. I have get, that line in my head a lot. Get back, witch. Get back, witch. That's that's a great <laughs> I'm not that's... a witch. I'm your wife. Oh, then he fo- But after what you just said, I don't even know if I want to be that anymore. See, I can, the whole thing. Yeah, like, that's from amazing. start to finish. Just give me and one and, thing. And then, and then Crystal follows that. up with. You've never had it so good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, house. Uh, the 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 BMT is it BMT? Uh, is it bacon or no bacon? Oh, MLT. MLT. Tomato. When the mutton is nice and lean, that's. And the tomatoes uh, are perky. I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, the the line that my brother and I will just yell at each other or just text each other at two in the morning is just anybody want a peanut? Yes. That's, that's oh yeah, our, sure. That's our line. I mean, it's all the time. Yeah. No more writing. I mean it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, and then Chris Sarandon, when he's just giving like his schedule, I'll read it verbatim. Tyrone, you know how much I love watching <laughs> you work, but I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to dispose of, and Gilder to frame for it. I'm swamped. I'm swamped. I'm swamped. It's just, guys, we was could there, go. Was there a romantic under thing with, with Christopher Guest and... um? Humper, Humperdinck and Count Cru- like I don't know very, I don't know like they, they, there seemed like there was this like underlying thing that they were trying to push through I don't know I couldn't tell you know what I did like about Christopher Guest's character when it got to the point where Inigo Montoya kills him in today's movie I don't think they would have had him killed do you know what oh, I mean like, yeah yeah Cause like, it was kind of brutal and unexpected. Like, you know, like all he wanted to do was to get this burden of avenging his father's death mm-hmm. and he did it. And then they, you know, at the end there, he's like, you know, I don't feel as fulfilled or whatever. He's like, eh, you know, but today's it would be like, you know, in every superhero movie, now it's time for my re- uh, revenge. And then he doesn't do it. And everyone's like, you did the right thing. And we're going to just haul him off. Or Christopher Guest would have been like, I'm sorry, it wasn't me back then. But they just had him like stab the shit out of him. And it's like, he's dead. And I kind of enjoyed that. Not that I'm a violent person, but I like that. That's what he wanted to do. And he did it. And back then, that's how they kind of did it in movies. We understand. You're just an orgy of violence kind of guy. I am. The more, yeah. Give me more of this. All right. You really sold that. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm. I'm a very. I'm, Girl. Chip. Chip. Our, our podcast used to be called Chip and the Alpha Male. 
right? Yeah. Remember that? And then we had to yeah. change it for many reasons. So orgy of violence, and then that was a band name. So then, imagine yeah. that more if I was contacting you, be like, "Hey, more, how you been? Uh, yeah, we have a podcast. It's called uh, Alpha Male and the Orgy of Violence. Would you want to be a guest?" <laughs> I mean, yes, though I would. <laughs> Knowing you, you'd be like, "Yes, I do." Yeah, absolutely. No, I got to do this. We got to see what this is like. <laughs> <laughs> which one's which one's orgy of violence and which one's alpha male i have to destroy this it's going to be wonderful yes yeah, I gotta... no, i'd be very excited all right guys um this is something chip did some research more i did some research people are always talking this is one of the greatest movies of all time would love to have a sequel love to have a sequel people in the movie are like you know what it's a perfect movie maybe let's not have a sequel but back when people were like, you know, let's get something going. Let's get a sequel, a prequel, some other thing. I found some in-development movies that had to do with Princess Bride. You want to hear a couple? Yeah. Yes. I'm, oh, I'm excited to hear about this. Of course. Like Chip, Chip. This is I'm a little gonna, Hollywood inside information Yeah, here. Chip. Like, I'll like... start off. I will give you a description and let's see if you could guess maybe what the title would be. Okay. Or more. Okay. How about either one of you guys? Okay. Sure, sure. This is the description more. The story of Buttercup's wedding to Wesley with the focus on her dad, played by Steve Martin. Oh, that movie would be uh, Princess Father of the Bride. Father of the Father Princess. Of the princess Father Bride. of the Princess. Yeah. Father of the Princess. That's right, Chip. Very good. Very gotcha, good. gotcha. You kind yeah, of yeah. Get, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maura, there's mm-hmm. another one. I, I couldn't even believe this was true, but a bolt-necked green monster created by a demented doctor falls mm-hmm. in love with Buttercup and plans to make her his wife. Do you know the name of that movie? Princess Bride of Frankenstein. I almost saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, they actually made that. It was kind of low rent, but um, Mm -hmm. I believe it was direct to video. Direct to video. And not everyone from the original cast was in this one. No. But I think just Carol Kane, actually. It was kind of just Carol. (laughs) It was just Carol Kane. And and that movie did pretty well, direct to video, Chip. And they did another one, a possessed serial killer doll falls in love with Buttercup and plans to make her his wife. Mm-hmm. Is that the Princess Bride of Chucky? <laughs> yes, it's uh, Princess Bride of Chucky. That, that's a good one. What that's do you think good. of these so far? Not bad ideas, right? I think they're amazing. I, I'd watch each and every one of them. Would you like to hear more? Yes. Yes. More, there's, uh, there was one, a competition between the maid of honor and a bridesmaid over who is Buttercup's best friend threatens to upend the life of this out-of-work pastry chef any idea what that movie was is that princess bride wars no mm, so no? close so close yeah it, it also starred um from saturday night live Kristen wig Kristen wig oh i see princess bridesmaid yes got it got it and then they went a different direction they tried to get this was very you know when literary adaptations were big Sadly, Wesley dies, and Buttercup, now single and ready to mingle, matches wits with a haughty Mr. Darcy. Wow. Princess Bride and Prejudice. Boo, 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 boo. Very good, Mark. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. I would, I would actually, unironically, with no, uh, I would watch it so hard, so many times. Yeah. And then- I, I just want to say if the listeners didn't, catch all, all of what just happened i nailed bride of chucky <laughs> and she got the pride of pre- prejudice re- right. reference and that kind of shows so, you where each of you where, live where in we, the world where we are each at right now where you're coming yeah, from so, yes. chip was probably anticipating princess bride of chucky 
Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Mora, they, they, they wanted, and this is not, I feel bad. This is not just for Mora. It's for you too, Chip. But they, you know, movies geared towards females back in the day. Uh, this one, Buttercup. Yeah, there you go. Buttercup mm-hmm. hits middle age, is unhappy with her life, and befriends an old lady played by Jessica Tandy at a nursing home and is enthralled by the tales she tells of people she used to know. Okay, but... <sighs> you got it. Come on, Laura, you got this. Driving Miss Daisy? No, it's, it's another... It, uh, oh, oh, is it the Tawanda one? Um, no? Oh, okay, I don't know that. Chip? Yeah, this movie, it like... You guys didn't get it. That's exactly that Princess Pride, Bride Green Tomatoes. Pride got it one hundred percent. Is that? Oh, it's, she got it. Well, that's Tawanda then. That's oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You weren't that familiar. Uh, it's Princess Bride Green Tomatoes. Princess Bride Green Tomatoes. Yeah, that's I like just, it. I like I, it. I kind of like. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it works. It works. Oh boy. Okay. Um, as Harry Potter begins his six years at Hogwarts, he discovers an old book marked as property of buttercup and begins to learn more about her dark past. Wow. Chamber of secrets. Prince. No, no, no muggle oh, nerds here. I've literally never read Princess or seen dark. any of these. I, oh, they're all oh. half in my head. Oh, you oh, oh, half, half, half blood. Oh, had the half. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Princess Bride. There it Chip, is. Chip, 1,000%. You got an assist uh, nice from job. there. Nice job. Guys, only four more. Four okay. more. Oh, my, my, my dog is barking back there. I'm so impressed. More. That was good, Chip. That was great. Okay. This is something I did not expect the franchise to go this way. But on a nuclear missile sub, a young first officer stages mutiny to prevent a newly married and trigger-happy buttercup from launching missiles before confirming her orders to do so. I just watched this movie, but how do I, how do I make this? It's very simple. It may not have every word you think it might have. Am I, am I thinking of the wrong movie? Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Huh. Cause I'm thinking of the hunt for red October. No, it's another one around the same oh. year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Really? There's be... more than one missile. Yep, there was. Oh, God Would you it. be thinking of the princess crimson bride it's just, uh, it's just called crimson bride crimson bride crimson, crimson bride there yeah go. there's no reason for her. there we go three more guys three more this is uh this is a great one and this you know when food food was popular and everybody's like foodie foodie movies stuff they really I heard about to... how people liked food yeah. yeah yeah this is this was a bit much but... I, I never got the appeal but yeah no, no okay. but they were yeah. into it but hey they were like yeah. every day with it it was a whole got thing a, yeah. got to eat a, a fun yeah. meal Guys, Buttercup takes up cooking as a hobby, creates a popular method of soaking and preserving meats in salty water using proteins with salt, fat, sugar for flavor. Just a method of soaking and preserving meats in salty water. Okay. The, uh, sure. is, the, is it the Princess Brine? It's the princess bride. Ah, I was going with like pickle bride. I was like pickle bride. <laughs> pickle bride. I'd, I'd, prefer, I'd prefer pickle bride. I, I would watch pickle bride. Pickle bride. That's, yeah. that's... Princess bride and the pickle bride. Yeah, princess that bride, works, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chip, I feel like this one's geared towards you. Okay, this is, but more try to be chip on this one because something tells me 
Chip's going to get this. All 19... I want to do is be Chip. There you go. That so many people have said that yes, to me over the lot, years. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people. In 1993, to capitalize on a very popular song, they cast Chris Barron as the lead role where he must choose between Buttercup and her new rival, Little Miss. That's two Princess Bride. Two there Princess we are. Brides. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I sorry, boy. It's just Chip is just a huge, huge fan. That's that's makes sense. Yeah. And here, here's the last one, guys. And none of these really kind of made any mark that people still care about them. But this one, this is a weird one. This was just a short movie about Buttercup watching the first ten minutes of Up over and over. What? <laughs> Is, can I can I take it? Can just I take, take it? Just, you got it. Please I, go. I, I would, I I would say, Maura, what, what do most princess people cried? do? When, the princess cried. Princess cried. She got it. Yeah, princess cried. Is See, that I what was, it is? Yeah. 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 God, okay. Guys, that Sorry. was uh, in development uh, sequels of uh, Princess Bride that never really had an impact on anyone. Mm-hmm. I I'd watch every single one of those films. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. I would what? absolutely watch All them? them right okay. now. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think Maura really wants to settle down with. Princess Bride and Prejudice and Pickle Yeah, Bride. although I was going to say Pickle Bride. Uh, Pickle Princess Bride. Brian and the Pickle Bride, really, mm-hmm. at the in the end of it, that's probably, I mean, that it's actually a little bit too close a description to my life, but I still, <laughs> I still want to be part of it. Maura, Pickle Bride, Quint. This is such a hard question, and I hate to even ask, do either of you guys have a favorite scene? Just one that pops yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. I mean, the, like the first thing I think of is when they are like on the boat and they are doing the nonstop rhyming. It's just mm-hmm. so over the top and ridiculous that I love it. And I love the like screaming eels bit where they have to like pause and the, I don't know. I think that's the, the first part that comes to mind, but yeah, I mean, every scene of the movie, the whole mm-hmm. thing. I thought the tour de force of comedic acting Wallace Shawn doing the poison scene that's oh, I, that was so what good. i was gonna say that was what so i was gonna good. say that to me like they should teach that in classes like how good how he goes through all the like emotions where he's just so sure of himself and the delivery and then carrie always just playing it off so subtly turning around and it had like slapstick a little look over there but wallace sean oh my god and he's actually i what I realized upon rewatching, and by the way, Mara, I was very excited. As soon as he told me this is the movie, uh, this is one of the Chip Chantry specials. If you look up here, uh, I <laughs> I own Princess Bride on DVD, still have it on DVD. And perfect. So I, I didn't have to rent it, didn't have, I could just pull it off the shelf. Uh, but that's rewatching it the other night. He's not, Wallace Shawn is in it for a very short amount of time. He's killed off oh, fairly, yeah. uh, the old Janet Lee and Psycho situation. He's not in it very long, but just has such a footprint in the move and he's so, he's so perfect in it him doing just from the get-go just that little napoleon where he's just riding andre the giant just calling him names on the ship just bludgeoning you know inego montoya the same way like you two idiots like you want to go back to where i found you yeah. unemployed in greenland greenland it's so funny because i don't know if it's if i read too much into it but even as a kid, I thought it was hilarious because it's storybook. It has a little bit of yeah. a, a little bit of that old English sort of feel and everything's very nicely tied together. And he just screams, 
unemployed in Greenland. Like it's just, it's so, <laughs> it's just so blunt. And I, mm-hmm. oh God, he's, he's hilarious. A nice uh, Wallace Shawn, when he was hired to play the role of Vizini, he got wind that they originally wanted Danny DeVito. And Wallace Shawn, he's like, you know, he's literally a classically trained actor. Like, you know, he's one of those drama school guys. I think like, yeah, whatever. He was so anxious like I can't be as funny as Danny DeVito. So the whole time on the set, he was a ball of nerves and he was afraid like he was going to get fired and he didn't think he could pull it off because think back to like the ship scene where, where he's just, you know, totally destroying his two like underlings picture like Danny DeVito from taxi in that same kind of like, so this must've been going through Wallace Shawn's head. And he said like, Andre the giant would just take and put his hand up. It's okay. You're going to do great. (laughs) Like he, and another thing, Andre the giant, they said they were filming, you know, in Ireland and it got cold. He would take his hand and put it over Robin Wright's like head in the back of her head. And it kept her warm. Oh my God. She said like he would envelop my whole skull and just be like, here you go. I didn't know that I had a whole thing I wanted to do with a time machine now, but apparently it's just like a hangout on that set. I mean, oh. sorry for you know and- the whole Hitler stuff, but I'll get to that. <laughs> just let me start here. <laughs> the scene where they're just going up the mountain, he's climbing on Andre the Giants, climbing up the rope, and maybe the, the funniest bit of like, oh, this is how people climb up a rope. If you read how they did that, it was ridiculous. It was like, a forklift using a pulley and then and Wallace Shawn was scared to death that he had to be in the air and again oh, Andre Giant grabbed him and said I'll take care of you <laughs> Jeff I really like your Andre the Giant I think it, that should just good. be it's it's delightful thank you, thank you. that's absolutely like, delightful that's my French giant accent <laughs> so let's see Chicago giant French Frenchman giant. Mm-hmm. I threw in a little English there for you. You know, just mm-hmm. like we can man- go anywhere here. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a tour around the world. <laughs> it really is. I actually just had like memories come back to me about this movie too, because it was like such a large part. But I just, I just realized that like in I think it was probably middle school, I like held a cassette recorder up to the movie playing so that i could record the final song because i couldn't find it oh yeah and i liked it so much the one that went over the credits i was just like it was like such a big deal to me i fully forgot that that happened but it just it just came rushing back to me in with just a tiny tiny bit of shame mostly it was just it was delight that's (laughs) a beautiful memory because back then like you had no access to things Mm -hmm. you're like there was no internet you're like, I'm nine. I don't have money to go buy a soundtrack. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think I even knew that that was like a thing you could Yeah, you probably didn't even know. Like, You're just like, well, the only way you can hear that song is in the movie. Right. And I'm, you know, maybe if I was 10, I would know a thing about soundtracks, but I'm only nine. Yeah. Cut me a break. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so sweet. I know. When we- and then I have, wait, I'm sorry. No, no, you Cutting go. you off. I'll, for all my- you're getting all of my stories here. Now I want to hear them all. I love so it. because we didn't have any of those fantastic sequels that you just ran through because they were not there to us and we yeah. were like trying to find more. And this was in high school. I remember my friend was like, you know, it's a book. This is a book. I'm going to read the book. So she bought the book, but we were stupid 
and she in particular was really stupid in this moment she's one of the smartest people I know but this is the dumbest thing she's ever done she like read the book but you know it's satirical and it's like comic so the book itself uh William Goldman writes it as though it is found yes history like it's right. it's you know it's that I couldn't actually find this book called The Princess Bride, but I found these pieces from here and there and I'm putting them together. She didn't get that. She uh, was really upset. She like bought it and she was like, I didn't even get the right book. This is like some guy <laughs> who like couldn't even find the book. Oh my God. <laughs> and I remember like, it took like a month or two. I was like, really? And like, finally she gave it to me. And I was like, no, this is the book. This is on purpose. This is what he was doing. Uh, and again, she's one of the smartest people I know, but the, uh, she'll never leave that one down. The the full title of the book, more is The Princess Bride, colon, S. Morgan Stern's classic tale of true love and high adventure, comma, the good parts version. Right. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty genius. Uh, no, I remember her saying, too, because we were in high school, because there's like parts where he was like, you know, here he goes off on tangents about trade. We'll just skip that part. It's not very a whole thing. And I remember her very specifically being like, you can learn so much from those details about trade. If we could find the original, because that they are really, they will give you a clearer picture of what is happening at the time. You can contextualize it. Oh, that's incredible. That was an actual conversation. <laughs> um, you like recording it to try to memorize quotes. Freshman year of high school, three of my buddies and I, you know, sitting at a table, just little geeks, we would just have, uh, what do you call them? Index cards. And we would just write like the beginning of a quote from Fast Times Richmond High. And on the back, you would finish the quote. And we would just sit there at lunch and go through like 16 candles, Fast Times Richmond High. And we would just spend like a half hour, like giving the first couple of words. And that's how you uh that's how you became super cool in high school. I'm sorry, you were doing flashcards? Flashcards. Flashcards of movie when you actually had stuff you needed to learn for school. All right. Yeah, no, yeah. We would just be like, Yeah, that's great. Jeff, when the guy when the guys at the lunch table were doing that, what were the girls at the lunch table that you sat with? What did they do? They they made it they're they're very cool and very fun. They would always be like, let's sit 500 yards away from Jeff and his friends, like as a joke. Give them I their guess. space. Yeah, they just it was a joke. Even they probably sure. wanted to be taken part in all the fun. They're probably like, yeah. we don't want to laugh while we're eating. We love Caddyshack quotes. Yeah. Yeah, us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, there's an alternate ending that was filmed, uh, but eventually cut. Fred Savage, obviously, who plays the reluctance audience to Peter Fox reading the Princess Bride book goes to the window after his grandfather is left and sees Fezzik, Inigo, Wesley, and Buttercup all on their white horses. Would you have liked the movie to end that way? Or did you like the kind of abrupt ending? I liked the way it ended. I thought yeah, it was, I didn't too. even feel it was abrupt. I felt like, yeah, that, that worked. Yeah, I didn't, I wouldn't have needed that to come into the yeah, reality. Yeah, I think that would have been a bit yeah. much, right? Yeah, yeah, that seems a little. That's probably I feel like with good. like never ending, they sort of did that with, the never-ending story and that would always right. be too yeah too too close and that yeah. story ended so we already knew that that story was a whole lie and exactly. we don't want to bring that kind of lie into this world oh god yeah um i always like to put these movies in context this was 1987 so think about 1987 you can remember back the top movies the top 10 now to give you an idea princess bride did okay princess bride made um, I think it was like 30 million, 30 million, 16 million dollar budget. Another thing more that we love chip. And I always say one of the greatest here, here are 
qualities of a great movie from the 80s and 90s. This one doesn't have it, but we love movies that end with a freeze frame of everybody who's in the movie is together at that time. And it just ends and they're all like, Mm-hmm. always great and i think mm-hmm. maybe at least six of the movies we've discussed had that had that but happy ending. another thing chip how long was this movie i th- what was it 98 is that what it was 98 minutes the right golden in the sweet spot the sweet spot hour and a half hour 40 minutes no movie need needs to anymore. be you don't need for a comedy completely nope. agree no. for any movie no. are you kidding there's no movie like, needs to be like Spinal Tap is so much shorter than you remember. Like mm-hmm. this was shorter than I remember. And all the scenes, you know, in this year, like, how could it be that short? Another thing I love about this movie, how purposefully it was low budget. Like the scene with the rock fight with Andre the Giant, when they're mm-hmm. just, he's just holding it. And it's such a styrofoam rock in his hand. And there's just, that to me added to the charm. Even just yeah. the scene with the where that you were talking about, Mara, with the eels and the the ship, and then they look back to see the other ship, and it's obviously just in a studio <laughs> yeah. tank, and it's yeah. it's there's no waves, and it's just but it just works because it's mm-hmm. inside a story, and it's like no, it just feels it just feels right. So Princess Bride was number thirty five. I want to just give you to, to give you some context. Number one movie, nineteen eighty seven, Beverly Hills Cop platoon fatal attraction the untouchables three men and a baby secret of my success stakeout lethal weapon the witches of eastwick and predator not a, <laughs> not a lot of comedies in that uh no that, this was no like the, but now i'm dark like once what if they made platoon in the same way where it was like it started with a kid being told a story by his grandfather, <laughs> but his grandfather's like not quite all there, you know, and then the rest of it is sort of like dreamy with the kid interrupting every so often. Like, hey, Grandpa, Grandpa, please stop. Grandpa, no kissing. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> Grandpa, no murdering. Well, I can't promise you that. Do you know when um, uh, Columbo, Peter Falk, Peter Falk. When he was cast and they're like, you're going to play a grandfather. He was a little vain. He's like, well, I'm only 60. I don't think people will believe I'm a grandfather. So he's like, he wanted like a lot of grandfather makeup. And That's Rob funny. Reiner, Rob Reiner's like, hey, I think we could. <laughs> I think you could people will off. suspend their disbelief well, yeah, just this yeah. once. But isn't that great? Like just an actor who's just all his life was probably like, you know, I'm young, I'm vibrant, which I will say. I always felt that his makeup was a little bit like too, too grandfather on the nose, like almost too cartoonish. That's because that he make, wanted it. It makes a lot of sense now that that's what that's what he preferred. That's fantastic. Oh. Yeah, I really can't like, you know, recommend, recommend a move. Now, more. here's a big one. You showed your kids this at one moment in time. If you did, were I you did. were you worried that they wouldn't enjoy it as much as you? I didn't think to be worried. Okay. Like it didn't occur to me that they wouldn't, and then they didn't, and that was like, I, I How took it away for several years. They were too young. They were too, too young. young. I went too in too young. young. It was yeah. just it didn't work. You were work, too you know? excited. It was like it was a big like Thanksgiving, like all the the you know grandkids were all around, all the cousins or whatever. And so it was like, oh, this would be perfect. And they just, you know, they were playing, they were doing other things, they just didn't care. They weren't and focused. They weren't ready. And I I hope that didn't ruin it because now I'm like, all right, well, we're not doing this again until I know you. I know 
We're, in fact, we're gonna have to like run some tests beforehand. We're gonna, it's gonna whole set up. Get You're the flashcards out. Yeah. Take your phones away. No distractions. <laughs> Look straight exactly. ahead, and you better fucking laugh at the right exactly. parts. At the exactly right parts right. that I find funny. Here's the deal. You want to earn back your video games? Here's how you're going to have to do it. <laughs> you want screen time? <laughs> Who wants screen time? Okay. Then maybe someone should enjoy mom's favorite movie. Okay, mom. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. More, we end a lot of our podcasts with people who talk about their favorite movie. And you pretty much gave a great argument why people would want to watch this movie. But if you had to give an elevator pitch to some dumb millennial, you're in an elevator, this millennial has like, her phone and she's distracted or he's distracted watching like, you know, the try guys on YouTube. And then they're like, Hey miss, I want to expand my horizon. Can you tell me a good movie and why? Mm -hmm. How would you sell them on? Well, right now I'd just be like, um, have you heard about the allegations of this problematic <laughs> guy? Cause there's a, you could see him when he was young. Maybe mm -hmm. it'll help you understand what went wrong. That's like, all you need. That's all. I think, I think that's where I would go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even bothered. Hey, no, you just... like, you like uh, assholes who've been canceled? Of course I do. I'm 22. <laughs> exactly. That's what I live for. Look, you got to meet people where they are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all... Tell me all about this movie. There's probably just a big list. If, if there isn't already of just like good movies with canceled assholes. Yes. Oh right? yeah. And but I do think the other route, sorry, okay, I was just going to say, say was the Mandy Patinkin videos would be the other thing because mm -hmm. they, that they would also know. I'd be like, yeah, he's known yeah. for something else. I would go that route. But yes, yeah, sorry. The canceled list absolutely has to exist. BuzzFeed yeah. has to have done it, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure like the best, you know, yeah. Best movies. And it's by... just like 10 Woody Allen movies like in a row. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the thing when we were talking about like what other movies are universally beloved and let's say kind of the comedy rom-com vein then i'm thinking like annie hall which it's a great movie. movie it's a great it's movie a great movie diane keaton's awesome in it woody allen is woody allen in it but like that's a diane keaton movie yep and then you can't even like you know like my dad like he got me into comedy and he's like let's watch sleeper you know woody allen and like that to me is like oh my god this movie's great and then like take the money and run, which is another great. And now you're like, eh, oh, well, what can you do? You know, the, the guy made some good movies. Yeah. It's like, he, there's he a lot of, yeah. there's no, no worth. I don't think in denying yeah. like, when things are good, just because someone is a terrible person. I don't think. Well, that and us. I think that's really true. Cause it is disingenuous too. Cause people do take away. They're like, he's terrible. And he, like a comedian is like, he was never funny. And it's like, no, that, like you said, it takes away. It's like, you need to be like, no, he's funny. And then he also did these horrible things because I think it always yeah. takes away from that. It's like, oh no, yeah. we have to recognize that people can be really talented or they can put out wonderful things and they can even seem like really, you know, great in a whole bunch of ways and then still be terrible people for all sorts of reasons. Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not as though you go through life, uh, you know, just like in this evil yeah. Chris Sarandon is Prince Humperdinck sort of way. You can, yeah. <laughs> My general rule is, all right, once I find out someone's a complete asshole, I don't want to give them money. Yeah. That doesn't like, that's it. That's where right. I, that's my line. It's just like, all right, well, that doesn't mean I can't still enjoy the work, you know, that exists now or in some way. I just don't want to benefit them in any sort of financial sense. So I'm not going to like 
put money towards uh towards anything but you know if a song comes on a radio that i like i can still enjoy it it's okay yeah right you're not going to kevin sorbo's patreon (laughs) probably not I mean, yeah, wasn't it the name of our podcast at one time? Kevin, Kevin Sorbo's Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. We got yeah. a very interesting uh, listenership through those. Yeah. We had to weeks. keep changing. And then we eventually yeah. changed it to a name that has no bearing on what our podcast is about right now. Correct. That's perfect. That's, yes. that's what you're supposed to have. Oh my God. We literally could talk about this movie for another hour or so, mm-hmm. but what we're going to do guys, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. So what you guys have to do is we all have to go watch the sure thing. Mm-hmm. Report yep. and then we can report back and, and our findings. And then we have to all hang out and watch North because that's yes, that happening. sounds like a. I'm very interested in seeing that movie. You know what? Mm-hmm. I could set up. We could set up some sort of viewing with North. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Let's, let's maybe, maybe guys, you can find more Mora, like that more Mora, more Mora, more of Mora Quint at behind your back, all one word behind your back on the uh, microblog that's known as Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find Chip Chantry, Chip Chantry, all one word all on one microblog word. Twitter. Um, please don't follow me. Don't, it, it's don't not follow worth it. I'm just used a, wigs. For, no, don't even Do go. Do not it's follow at used wigs. a horrible, horrible thing. Um, thank you so much, more. This is really fun. Thank you. This yeah, is great. Thank you so much. Okay, we will talk to you soon. And uh, have a great night, guys. Yeah.